So there we were, Buenos Aires. We checked into the hostel, which turned out, spoiler alert, to be one of the best hostels that we'd ever stayed in. The reason for that was the people that were in the hostel made some cracking friends in that hostel. And we stayed there for a week. There wasn't much of a plan. We knew that we wanted you to ideally see a game of football. We weren't really fussed who. Um, we knew that there was loads of different things to to go and see. And it was a case of cracking on and doing it. Now, this episode is not going to all be about football. Don't, don't get me wrong. A brief overview of football in Buenos Aires. Most football teams that play in the Argentinian Premier Division play in in Buenos Aires. Uh, so you've got Buenos Aires City and you've got uh, Buenos Aires, like the surrounding area. I'm just going to include the surrounding areas here. A hell of a lot of teams play. Probably the most famous ones in no particular order would be Boca Juniors, would be River Plate, uh, Independiente, Racing Club, San Lorenzo, who you know we'd seen a couple of weeks ago in Paraguay, Vela Sarsfield, uh, the, the list goes on, you get the point. Uh, there's a lot of football in Buenos Aires and uh, the Argentinians, uh, as we'd found out, are football bonkers. And I'm sure most English people know that the Argentinians are football bonkers. We felt a bit weird being English in Argentina. We weren't really sure what to expect from, from the people at all. You know, would we be set upon because we're English? Would we be frowned upon? One of the first things we done was at the hostel, the lovely lady said that, uh, would we be interested in Dollar Azul? Now, remember back in Posidas, we'd, we'd heard rumours of Dollar Azul. We'd heard interesting things about Dollar Azul. We weren't really sure where to get it, but we heard it, you know, uh, Argentinians wanted to hoard dollars. So if you got dollars out, you could go and exchange dollars for, you know, a, a ridiculous price, basically, in your favour. Because uh, people didn't want to hold pesos. They did not want to hold Argentinian pesos at all. They wanted to hold dollars. Now, we'd planned for this. We weren't really sure how it would work, but we'd planned for it by every point where we could do in Uruguay, um, we'd taken out a few extra $100. So I think we were armed with six or $700 in total. Not a ridiculous amount, purely because we wanted everything spread out, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. We knew that from Rio, you know, people could come up to you with guns at any point. You know, didn't want any of that to happen. So we, you know, we had dollars everywhere, basically. But about six, seven hundred dollars between us. And that was us spending money. You know, any, anything else like hostels and whatnot normally went on card. But, you know, the spending money as such, we start with six, seven hundred dollars, see what's going on. And the woman at the hostel said, uh, you know, dollar resort. And we said, yeah, dollar resort. And she said, well, you need to go to the main road down, down into the city. You need to go main road. She said, what you'll do is, you're going to get a lot of people come up to you, say, dollar resort, dollar resort. If people are doing it on the street, it's okay. She says, but she said, what will happen is, dollar resort, you say, you know, you exchange your languages, you say yes, get an amount, you agree a, a fee. So you agree the uh, conversion amount. They normally take you off the street into a back area somewhere. They'll sit you down. You do it. You know, you do the transaction. And we we said, well, is that dodgy? And she said, well, not really. But you got to you got to know your Spanish. And you got so you got to be able to count. And you know, don't get scared. She said, but you know, 
if you're you know a single woman doing it highly unlikely you're going to do it but you know with two relatively big burly guys you'll probably be all right just be courteous be kind you'll be fine so we thought we'd check it out let's say about six hundred dollars on us and i'm going to try and get my numbers i'm going to try and get my numbers right here that at the time i've got a feeling that for an english pound it was about 13 pesos to a pound from from memory 13 pesos to a pound at 1.3 1.4 dollars to a pound as well so we've gone up the main road uh people are coming up to you dollars all dollars all they can see yeah they can see your tourists straight away so they're going to ask you, you know, dollars all dollars all and we're like no 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 we've done our sort of due diligence due diligence we got up the road i think we ended up having a massive burger king again and we got around and we looked at a couple of places and the Teatro Colón is around there, the Palacio Barolo, two magnificent buildings. In fact, most of Buenos Aires, in effect, has magnificent buildings. We've gone around to, I think it's like the, uh, the Plaza del Mayo, uh, which is where they've got a massive Casa Rosada. Uh, the, it's like a presidential palace, I think it was. Uh, Casa Rosada literally means pink house massive pink house and the plaza de mayo and in the plaza de mayo we saw when we turned up we, we try not to say anything uh, but there was a massive uh basically you know flags and demonstration about the uh, islas malvinas the falkland islands these are things that we become quite concerned about you know it, it said from speaking to people on lonely planet you know do not bring up the subject at all do not talk about it do not mention it do not you know get into you know issues with anyone about it do not talk about it so we're, we're a bit concerned here you know you're surrounded by argentinians we're not there to be a nuisance obnoxious you know yeah we're quite patriotic we're not there to be a pain in the ass so that was interesting seeing these protests about the falkland islands that's all i'm going to say on it so walking around the main part of town and you know we'd eaten we're refreshed we're good to go and we said well let's let's deal with dollar all. let's give it a go let's let's get it sorted so we've gone back down the main road people coming up dollars all dollars all and we turned around to one guy looked right and he said see 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 dollars all and basically that, that everything from now on was in spanish but i'll do the obviously the translation for yourself so how much have you got i got five six hundred dollars um five six hundred dollars he said well you know this is a rate we'll give you we'll give you about again i'm thinking at the time that a dollar i've got a feeling a dollar to a peso at the time was about eight or nine pesos sorry eight or nine yeah eight or nine pesos to a dollar but bear in mind the economy's in the shit no one wants to hold pesos they're trying to offload pesos inflation was around and about but you know we knew we weren't going to be there for that long so it probably wouldn't be an issue and he was offering out, I think it was 14 to 15, anywhere between 14 to 16 pesos for a dollar. We were like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty good. So we agreed on the price outside. Uh, again, this is a good idea that our Spanish had come on quite a long way because this is all in Spanish. And we we're very confident with what we we're talking about, very good with the numbers. So for, for, for the purpose of this, I can't quite remember the number. I'm going to say it's 15, $15, 15 pesos to a dollar. So the guys led us off the street. We've gone through this 
promenade or like an old school arcade into this room. I've gone into this room, the guys led us in, and immediately our hearts kind of sunk a little bit. Because behind or at the wall looking at us when we went in were these two massive, I mean you're talking six foot four, six foot five, built like brick crap houses, looking at us with massive machine guns. I shit you not. I absolutely shit you not with massive with massive machine guns. We've got to remain cool, calm and composed here. We're thinking, fucking hell, here we go again. What have we got ourselves into? The guy closes the door behind us and he sits the other side of a desk, invites us to sit down. So we sit down, we turn around and there's a third guy with a massive machine gun pretty much standing behind us on the rear wall. It's at this point, we're probably shaking a little bit, thinking, bollocks, this isn't good. And the guy sat down and he's offered us coffee. So yeah, see, see, pour for see. Bit of a conversation, how you doing, how's your day? Sort of basic stuff. And again, we picked up on this conversation quite well. So he got his calculator out again, uh, typed in the right amount, because we had heard that you know they might agree an amount on the outside and then they'll agree a different amount on the inside. And you know if you're agreeing it on the inside and you've got people there with machine guns. By the way, the woman at the hostel didn't tell us anything about that. So we sat there. The guy's pulled the calculator out. He's putting the right numbers again, so we're happy. We were told that there might be quite a few counterfeit notes. And we were told, you know, if you get a counterfeit note, don't be scared. Sit there, count it, hand it back. We're having a sip on the coffee. He's pulled out thousands of pay. I mean, literally thousands of pesos. You're talking $700 times 15. You're talking, what, 10,500 or so pesos. A lot of pesos. And in all in different note, notes as well, note sizes. So he's pulled it out. He's counting the pesos. He's passing it over to me. Now, the reason he's passed it over to me is I said to Aaron, look, I'm better with the numbers. You know, Aaron's better at listening to Spanish. I'm better at speaking Spanish. I'll, I'll count and I'll do it slowly. I'm going to do it in Spanish. And if I don't like it, I'm handing it back. So we're slowly going. I'm slowly going through the numbers, counting them out, you know, a guinea and Darcy, you know, all, all the numbers you could think of. I'm handing them back. You know, not every note, but I'm handing quite a few notes back. Guy behind the table... It looks like he's getting a bit agitated. Aaron's getting very agitated. He's kind of nudging me, going, hurry the fuck up. I want to get out of here. I want to get back to the hostel. Hurry the fuck up. He's getting agitated. The guys with the guns, they're not getting agitated, but, you know, they're just there to be, you know, the henchmen. To this day, I'm still quite impressed. Just cool, calm, composed. I've just sat there. And I'm just counting it out very clearly, very loudly in Spanish. I've handed back the, the dodgy ones that didn't have the right feel, didn't have the right look to them. And we've got there in the end. You know, 10,500 pesos. You're talk, I mean, you're talking a big amount here. And what the fuck do you do with 10,500 pesos? It's going to be obvious that we've got a lot of pesos on us. So we, we want to make it as inconspicuous as possible. So we've had a laugh with the guys and we've divided it up. 
you know, we put, you know, some pesos go in our socks, uh, some of the bigger notes go in the wallets, you know, we've got chains on our wallets, so that's fine. We've put some, you know, we've got a couple, I think we had hats on that day, so we've put some pesos under our hats. I mean, these pockets, these pesos are everywhere, you know, too many pesos, you never know what you're going to deal with. And we've said our pleasantries to the guys, you know, we've all shaken hands at the end, you know, muchísimas gracias, mucho gusto, uh, you know, dangerous and bonita dia, uh, have a good day, have a lovely day. We've walked, we've walked out, everyone's happy, and we very quickly walked back to the hostel. That was an interesting experience doing that. I still love talking about that to this day, because it felt really wrong at the time. And to go into a room and see three guys with guns, you kind of, you shouldn't naturally think the worst, but at the time, we're definitely thinking the worst. You know, we come out alive, we come out of all these pesos. But the beauty of it was that we got back to the hostel and we haven't told anyone, you know, we've, we've divided up the, the pesos as best as possible. It's the pointless putting them all in the same place. So, you know, some are in this bag, some's in that bag. Some's in this compartment, some's this, some, you know, some of it's over there. We were lucky because during the week in the hostel, um, our hostel got robbed. Luckily, there was some things that had been taken from our room and we were in like an eight bed dorm, but our bags weren't touched. None of our stuff was touched, which we are grateful for. Secondly, with all these new fandangled pesos that we had, it actually made Argentina the cheapest country we went to in terms of day-to-day -day expenses. Because we'd gone to the supermarket that evening and, you know, you're in Argentina. The wine in Argentina is very good. Uh, so we went to the shop to buy a couple of bottles of wine. And, you know, as you do, we, we sampled out the... You, you buy the cheap house wine, so you want to see how good it is. And then you buy a, a bottle of the more expensive stuff. But even with that wine... Even with the exchange rate, the new exchange rate that we had, we worked out that we must have paid about 30 pence for the cheap bottle of wine and about a pound, about a pound, pound 50 for the, for the decent, not the, the top range, but you know, a decent wine. And we couldn't believe it. We reworked the maths. And rather than Bear in mind, we would have started out with British pounds, then we would have taken dollars out at some point, and then we've um, converted the dollars into dollar results, so the blue dollar rate, so we've ended up with pesos. Originally, we would have ended up with about 13 pesos to um, a pound. But after we recalculated everything, we got into Argentina, and we'd ended up with about 22 23 pesos to a pound. We were loving it, absolutely loving it. We effectively, without doing much, we nearly doubled our cash, uh, which was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely loving it. And it made Argentina, hands down, one of the most inexpensive places we've, we've ever visited as a result. It's a great experience. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the state of play is now. You know, we are talking five, six. Uh, well, actually, it's five, six, seven at the time of recording. Seven years ago, so it's probably changed a lot since then. But that was one of the best experiences you know we've ever had. Um, certainly, quite an intimidating experience to say the least. But it shows that if you once we 
dug down into it, if you are confident or show confidence, that's a good thing. If you show you've got capability in the language, which is another thing, that's very important. Without having learned a bit of the language or having an idea, we wouldn't have done that. Without being a little bit streetwise, we probably wouldn't have done that. And natural circumstances, you know, at the time, you know, Aaron and I, quite you know, rugby build people, shall we say. So don't really take any shit. Don't give any shit, but we don't really take any shit either. And we look like we know what we're doing. And that was dollar result. That was getting a lot of bang for your buck, quite literally. Loved it, absolutely brilliant. And that set us up nicely for Buenos Aires. Loads of adventures coming up in Buenos Aires. Some walking, some football, some crazy nights out, some incredibly long, bizarre journeys, and even getting a lip pierced as well, just for chuckles. So what would Buenos Aires offer us? But what could we offer Buenos Aires? We'll find out next week. We live to tell the tale after Dollar Azul. Hasta luego.